0: Hey, I'm Aaron Nace, and you're listening to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast.
1: Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glenn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hello and welcome to day four of... He Shoots, He Draws, Adobe Max Rewind Special, probably the longest title we've ever had. Uh, Today's guest is another person who I learned from in my Photoshop learning days. Um, He's a name that's been around the industry and he now runs Flurn. But Aaron Nace was somebody who, whenever you Googled Photoshop tutorials, he was always there. He's actually a very good photographer and he now runs Flurn, which is a big organization in Chicago, a big online training company um i kind of never really bumped into aaron through our years of kind of crossing over at events but i always knew his name and we reached out to him aaron gracefully said yes uh so we got him on the podcast had a great chat with him such a nice guy and um yeah i just wanted to reshare this one with you if you don't know aaron this is a good opportunity to hear the interview again uh, i hope you enjoy it i hope you're enjoying this adobe max rewind week the last one tomorrow um so aaron take it away
0: uh well uh my name is Aaron Nace uh I guess my uh, background is in photography and uh visual design uh about 10 years ago I started teaching photoshop with a tiny little youtube channel uh called phlearn it's like photography photoshop learn so it's p-h-l-e-a-r-n phlearn um, started just, you know, tips and tricks on things I'd learned in Photoshop along the way. And um, I, I love doing it so much and just got such a fantastic response from our community online uh, to where quickly it made sense to, uh, to quit my job and uh, make it my full-time, full-time, uh, <laughs> basically everything <laughs> I do with my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and here we are, you know, uh, about 10 years later and things couldn't be better.
2: I, I'm just trying to remember when it was I first heard of you. How long ago? I actually remember where I was. I was in Germany. I just I was doing a workshop. You've heard of a guy called Calvin Hollywood who yep, doesn't for do sure. some. He doesn't do uh, photoshoppies type stuff now. But I was doing workshops with Calvin, and we'd done the day. We'd done the day's workshop. We're in the pub with all the attendees in the evening, and we're talking about training. And then this one guy called Robert Benson. I remember him, he said, "I use this site called Flurn. and we're like, "What's that?" <laughs> And then he showed us, and then literally everybody was around the table just going through tutorials. <laughs> <laughs> was like, Who is this Calvin Hollywood guy? Let's look at this Fleurne stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right, oh, man. Sorry, Calvin. <laughs> no, he's well, a good friend. He's a good friend. Yeah, he's a good um, guy for sure. But I can't believe you're saying you started that maybe 10 years ago. It's scary how quick time goes by. It's so sc-
0: I know. Just like uh, recently I, I was in Mexico just like on a little solo vacation, which was just like oh, such a fantastic time to kind of like unplug from everything and kind of reconnect i'm like oh man i've been doing this for 10 like 10 years like it's like what am i doing with my like like is this what i'm gonna do with the rest of my life like is this who i am now like you know just a little existential crisis of like damn i if i want to do anything else with my life like i gotta get on it like it's
2: you know i'm, I'm not getting any younger it's, it's going listen i'm guessing you're the youngest in the room yeah, I'd say so. I reckon okay. you're the youngest in the room. We're not maybe going to buy a cre- yeah, <laughs> by a little bit. Yeah, maybe by a little bit. Yeah, the gray beard gives it away, whereas yours is like a nice jet black. I no, I've yeah.
0: got, I've got here. Let me get close to the.
2: Oh, I thought that was the light. All right. Oh, okay. No, All those... right. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're yeah, okay. Some oh, yeah, yeah. there, For sure. I took, a, I, I took a screen grab then in case you yeah. died <laughs> Clean.
1: <laughs> Clean. My
2: my money's on like late forties. <laughs> Uh, anyway listen come on the the photoshop side of things obviously you're you said you started putting the tutorials out there one thing i'm I'm intrigued about with your photoshop is is it something that you are are you purely self-taught or is it something that you kind of done because i know america and whatever is all very different to over here whereas you you know you have photoshop out in the states in schools and stuff whereas we certainly don't we certainly didn't when i was at school so how, how did you kind of get into that in the first place
0: yeah good question so uh I first got a hold of Photoshop when I was like, oh man, I, I I think I was like 12 or 13 years old, like real, you know, like real young. And at the time I was just kind of, kind of fooling around, you know, just like kind of actually making like composite photos. I've, you know, figured out how to take people images that I found on the internet and cut people out and, you know, put them in, put them in different situations and just kind of having a lot of fun with it. Um, I, I, my background just like as a, You know, when I was a kid, I was always drawing and painting and making images, and I'd like set up my Ninja Turtle action figures and all these cool scenes and and draw them, you know, like kind of larger than life. And so I've always been a visual person, and when I got a hold of Photoshop, I was just like, man, this is like a game changer. Totally blew my mind. Uh, Just kind of self-taught at that point, uh, I did wind up going to university for uh, industrial design, which is like product design, basically. Yeah. And uh, I did a lot of Photoshop in university, but almost nothing with photography. It was, a lot of it was like rendering, like drawing in Photoshop and trying to make realistic looking like cars and motorcycles and things like that. Uh, It was only after I got out of university that I kind of fell in love with photography. And then I was like, oh wait, Photoshop I can use (laughs) I can use photos in Photoshop which was like to me just like blew my mind you know like oh dang I could put my love my newfound love of photography and you know this love of Photoshop that I've had for some time I can put these together and I think I can do some really cool stuff so it was it was a lot of self so this was the days before Instagram uh, YouTube was still in its like early, early stages. In fact, the earliest videos we posted on Flurn were not on YouTube, they were on Vimeo because YouTube still had like a 10 or an eight minute time limit. And I was like, I can't make a good tutorial in eight minutes. I, I need a little bit more time. So we used Vimeo so I could make longer tutorials. Like, you know, people watching this now were like, what? youtube time limit that doesn't (laughs) and youtube didn't have hd at the time either so like vimeo was like the big selling point was they had hd so it was a bit before the days of tutorials you know um there were definitely some folks out there making tutorials uh and 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 making great tutorials so you know you kind of learn from from everywhere you can and i would say i got a lot of great tips and tricks along the way from folks out there making tutorials um a lot of the a lot of the real discoveries i made come from like real life examples when like i just wanted to make something happen with my own photography like i wanted to cover myself in fur you know in photoshop and make it look like i was an animal or something like that or i wanted to you know uh, I wanted We've all to... done that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, or I wanted to cut someone out of their background and, and put them into a new background and make it look realistic and match the light and match the color. And basically, it was just like a, a driven out of a desire to make these images, uh, poking around in Photoshop and trying to figure out new ways to do it. And then, you know, from there, once I figured out some of these, uh, you know, really, really cool techniques. Then I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to teach this, you know, teach. Well, I'm I'm skipping ahead of time. Uh, yeah. But I think where that led in my career is like starting to learn these base techniques. And then because I wound up teaching this stuff, it was like, now I got to figure out like faster, simpler ways to do the same things. And I think when, when I was presented with that challenge, that's what really took my Photoshop, uh, like knowledge to the next level. Because it was like, okay, sure, I could do this in an hour and a half sitting at home by myself, but how can I do this in 10 minutes to where like someone who's never even picked up Photoshop could learn? And that really pushed me.
2: So was it was the intention to actually do it as an as a, as a trainer then?
0: Well, not early on. Uh, yeah, early on, it was just like, uh, so I, I was doing a project called a 365 day self portrait project, uh, take a picture of myself every single day. And then my personal mission was to, like use Photoshop and try to make these images like out of this world like you know just really really fun stuff that um you know whatever came to my mind that day so in the beginning it was just like how can i make these images that i want to make and the the training really came later it it basically was a kind of an accident people just started asking me you know i'd post my images online i was using Flickr.com at the time and people asked me hey how did you do that thing uh you know so i'd respond in messages and then some i remember that uh, here's how it all started basically one person was like hey if we do like a go-to meeting which was like at the time like a video chat thing yeah yeah, yeah we got that yeah okay they were like if we do like a video chat and you share your screen and just show me what you do i'll pay you for <laughs> for the lesson <laughs> I'll, I'll pay you for this Uh, and that like just blew my mind. I I was like, oh my God, someone's willing to pay me for teaching them Photoshop. (laughs) Like there could be something here. Uh, and after that, I, we had a really fantastic time and, you know, I, I hope I helped that person out. I, I I think so anyway. Uh, and started doing like individual kind of like one-off, like, you know, live classes still on like go to meeting. And I did that for probably about a year and a half, until I was like, you know what, this is great. I want to reach a larger audience. I want to be able to teach more people and I want to be able to help them out while I'm sleeping too, you know? (laughs)
2: like
0: I didn't want it to be like a one-for-one, my time, you know, and uh, so that's when when I really, you know, kind of focused in, created Flurn and uh, started releasing, you know, free tutorials online. Because another big thing is, you know, like, I got my. I'm an artist, like you know. That's that's who who I am. No escaping it. Like that's my background, and I'm like, man, there there's so many like great artists around the world who like maybe never get their shot, or like maybe don't have the tools or like the money or the resources they need to like really pursue their art. So I was like, I gotta do free stuff, you know. Like I gotta make sure like you know anyone in the world's got to be able to like learn this stuff doesn't, you know, they, they shouldn't have to pay for it in order to, you know, really pursue their passions. And mm. uh, yeah, so th-
1: it's not f- exclusive to us, is it? It's it's something we learn, uh, we learn anyway. And if we don't share, something I was going to say in a minute, I'll let you carry on. But there is a thing about the whole sharing and learning that we've noticed. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think mine, like teaching
0: something, like in order to teach something well, for me anyway, I'm like, I got to know this thing through and through. Like, I have to understand whatever I'm trying to talk about so well if I'm going to try to teach it well. Like, and anytime I find that I can't teach something well, it's like, it shows me that I don't even really know what I'm talking about. Like, I don't actually understand that thing. Um, so, teaching has just been, you know, this fantastic resource for uh, just learning as well. They, they really do go hand in hand. Mm. Yeah.
2: I remember about maybe three years ago. I think I think because I was doing quite a few tutorials on YouTube and what have you. And I remember, I remember seeing the Flurn YouTube channel, and it had a you know a okay following. And I remember I got contacted, and how about we kind of help each other out, and you share our stuff, and we'll share your stuff. And that happened, and that mine was growing, yours was growing, and all of a sudden it was like. Jesus, what happened there? Yours just got, vroom, went like this, like a million. I was like, hold on a second, I gained about a thousand. You got like a million. (laughs) (laughs) You you just grew like crazy. I have no
0: idea what happened. Yeah, I think think we got, you know, a little bit of like a, like 2014. I think uh, for some reason, you know, whatever YouTube, uh, you know, algorithm, I hate throwing that word around, but I guess Mm. that's accurate in this case. Uh, I think we got kind of like picked as like a a, a channel to watch, and mm. uh, yeah, we we just kind of skyrocketed uh, through the years of 2014 and 15, and. Uh, yeah, it, it's kind of took us all on a on a ride that I don't think any of us were prepared for. <laughs>
1: How do you feel about, because we've had this conversation with a, a couple of, a friend of ours, Jesus Ramirez, the Photoshop mm-hmm. training channel. We've had conversations about, like, you were at the beginning of YouTube when it was fresh. And in fact, I was, I was more amazed that Vimeo had been going longer. I hadn't realized that. But obviously YouTube back in the day, you kind of find your place, you know what you want to do and you put the content out there and it's free, obviously. How do you see YouTube today, like 2019, the way it is? Because we've said before, back in the day, sharing content was rare people didn't want to give away their mm-hmm. secrets 2019 it's now a competition to see who can give away the most free <laughs> yeah. but but it's still it's still an unqualified platform so how do you view your youtube experience as part of your business now seeing the competition around and the quality and quantity of content out there because i mean your production quality is immense every time i watch a flown video it's like wow this is like 8K. <laughs> so it's, so, it's like you are the other side of my computer. The quality is so good, and so that quality is obviously improved over the years with YouTube. Yeah, for sure. How do you feel about that now?
0: YouTube has changed quite a bit over the years. Uh, you know, yeah. i So I was making you know consistent videos back in 2011. That was kind of like my my first like foray into YouTube, and there were, I mean, there were a few. Like Photoshop photography channels at the time, but there really weren't that many. You know, they were like you said. Like it was, it was kind of the early days, and I felt like I kind of lucked into being a part of that early community because it allowed. There just wasn't as much competition at Mm. the time, and I'm a firm believer in in quality. You know, always always standing out. You know, you never, you can never count on having a hit video or you know YouTube picking you up and putting you on the front page or in the suggested videos you can't ever count on that but if you know if you're producing quality and you're you're making content that you're proud of that you you feel can stand the test of time I feel like you always got a chance you know YouTube is definitely saturated these days but there are, there are still people who you know there, there are folks who've started you know channels a year year and a half ago who are already up to a million plus subscribers, you know? So there's always a chance for, for new stars to rise, I, I do feel. And I also feel like there's a chance for channels that have been around for a long time to kind of get discovered, you know? And that, that's happened throughout history. You know, you think of people like Emily Dickinson who like, you know, not at all uh, celebrated in their time. Uh, and then now, you know, Emily Dickinson's a household name. So um, not to say that you have to die for your YouTube channel <laughs> <laughs> to be successful. Um, but but I, I've I've seen examples of people who've been working on, you know, their YouTube channel for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden, maybe they'll change a little bit of how they what they're doing, or maybe just the community will pick up on like, wow, this person's been doing some great things for a long time. And then their channel starts to really grow. So yeah, I think as long as you're creating great content, you know, of course the platform has changed. There are more people on it and there's more competition, but you know, for those people who are looking to create content and create a channel, I think, you know, focusing on quality content and and delivering it, uh, uh, Reliably, you know, delivering it like on a weekly basis, uh, if not more often, uh, yeah. that that's going to be a good a good path to success, no matter what you're doing. It kind yeah. of
2: made me, made me think of Peter McKinnon when you were. T- I know he's not Photoshop, but he's more the the Premier Pro stuff. But when you're saying then about somebody who just literally seems to come from nowhere, yeah, on a on a platform that's been around a while and he's just grown. I mean, I remember it wasn't that long ago that he reached a million. I think I looked the other day and I think he was on four million.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's
2: just incredible. So. Mm. That was
1: something Casey Neistat said, I remember. He's he said like your first thousand's hard. You know, your next that but as you grow, it's like a snowball. It's mm-hmm. easier to get f- two million when you've got a million. Most it's easier definitely. to get four million, you know, and then he gets up to ten million. It's like a ridiculous amount. They were saying that the like T V shows now, obviously there's a lot of Netflix and Hulu. But the actual viewing figures for content consumed online are higher rated than T V networks. I believe it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and, you know, everyone's got access to YouTube. It's free, you know, and you don't have to wait a certain, you know, like, you don't, it's not like at 7pm Central Standard Time (laughs) on this channel, you know, (laughs) just like type it in and you got the video. So yeah, it it makes sense. And, you know, I I always got to remember, like, there are also kids out there making youtube channels and some of them are making a lot of money too Mm. um you know they're you know especially in the united states you know i feel like kids as young as you know four five six years old are given ipads given youtube and they are they're consuming a lot of content
1: yeah i was gonna say so what at what point in that obviously you wanted to share content on youtube because i think it's great that you want to be able to share free content to help where where in that period of time did you kind of decide okay this much goes here and this much goes over there because i have to make a living and i know people are making money from youtube um but you obviously i've flern seems to have been around for as long as i can really remember looking for online training and i'm talking about you know 10 to 15 years ago that i've kind of always been aware of your name and who you are Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. flern has been a a, like a a professional online channel so where did you get that fork in the road and go i need to make the money here of my own control yeah good question so uh you know pretty early
0: on in the process i i i quit my job i I was working for a a, you know a, a great company but i realized that uh if i if I wanted to put my heart, like everything I had into something, it, it probably had to be kind of like my own platform. You know, it, it kind of had to be my, uh, I kind of had to work for myself. I, I think it's a, a personality thing. Um, so after making videos on and, and releasing them for, for free for about a year, uh, you know, this was like, okay, I, I think it's time. Like, I, I think it, I I've, I've got a little bit of a audience on youtube i've got a little bit of an audience at the time on flickr as well and if i build a website and start offering just like longer more in-depth classes i think i can at least like maybe pay my bills you know at the time it wasn't it wasn't like let me build a company it was like i was you know living in um you know just living in a small town in north carolina in the united states and and for those international viewers um it's just like you know not a metropolis so the the you know Living expenses were a little bit lower. My my rent, my food. You know these things. The, I didn't have very expensive bills at the time, and so I was like, you know what? I don't need that much money to live. Like I just need to pay my rent. I need to, you know, I I need to buy food. I need to keep my internet bill on. You know, like <laughs> I don't I don't need to make like that much money. Um, let me see if I can do this. Uh, so, you know, it was, it was a really tough decision, but I wound up quitting my job and just focusing all of my energy into, into creating content. So I, I put together a WordPress website just based on a, based on a free theme, uh, downloaded like a commerce plugin and recorded my first, you know, what I called a, a pro tutorial. And we still call them that to this day, uh, which was, Uh, to me, just like a natural extension, what I was doing on YouTube, because again, YouTube had that time limit. And also, you know, it just didn't seem like it made a lot of sense to record, to publish like a two hour video on YouTube for free. Anyway, I couldn't because the time limit, but even, even if I could have, it just didn't feel right. So I was like, you know what, this is a natural division. Like I'll use YouTube as a platform to like show how to do like things here and there. Like, here's how you do this little technique. Here's how you do this other technique but if if a person wants to learn how you string them all together to create these you know composites or retouched images from start to finish over several hours that just seemed like a very natural like place like a natural mm. division of content yeah. to like okay that you know the youtube stuff is going to be free and i'm going to charge for this uh for these longer more
2: in-depth just like really but almost like a taster this is what you can get, but you're going to get way more of it if you come over to Flurn.
0: Yeah, yeah. Kind of like a taster. And, but like, I didn't want to cheat people too. You know what I mean? Like, I never wanted to create a video where it's like, here's how to do the first part of this technique. And if you actually want to like, <laughs> yeah. you know, do Finish anything it. with it, now you got to pay. You know, I never yeah, wanted yeah. to do that because that just felt cheap. Uh, more just like, you know, here's how to do, here's how to do, you know, like I just recorded today. Uh, and by the way, you know, we've been recording since since 2011. We've been recording and releasing at least one video a week, every single week without stop since 2011. Um, so I just recorded one today. Um, how to how to use the patch tool in Photoshop? So it's just a dedicated video on how to use the patch tool. It'll be releasing soon, uh, showing how to cut people out of their like like how to remove people from a from like a landscape image, for instance. Yeah. Um. You know, and so. If you just watch that video, you'll know how to use the patch tool. I, I just don't want to, like, cheat people with YouTube. I don't, ever, I don't feel like you're going to get anywhere, like, you know, doing, like, half-assed or, like, half-released or, like, ha- now you got to mm-hmm. pay me for the rest of the content. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, here's actual quali- quality content. Um, you know, if you want to learn, like, 500 different techniques stringed together to, like, create this image, then, then that's where our uh, website comes
2: in. I think I think you'd probably say that with with that the fact that I'm mean, I'm guessing you've had this loads of times when you give out stuff that's for free one thing I've had from people in the past is say you give out so much for free I felt like I wanted to come over to your site and buy something
0: <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm
2: I'm guessing you've had plenty of that because you, people are going to see that you're doing full you know proper full uh tutorials on YouTube they're going to naturally gravitate rather than feeling like you say feeling cheated that you're kind of forcing their hand to come to flurn they're going to be naturally inquisitive and they kind of get there's that trust as well I suppose I I've, I've heard that yeah
0: more than more than a few times <laughs> um you know and also I feel like you know YouTube was just a great platform to like show what what they're going to be learning like the quality and the you know the content that they're going to be getting once they once they hit that buy button you know really because uh, it's almost like previews, like like almost like a preview for a movie, you know, because there's nothing worse than hitting buy on a product and then you start watching it and you're like, oh, this is nothing like what I thought it was going to be. You know, this yeah. is like I had an idea in my head and then this is totally different. But I feel like anyone who's coming from, uh, you know, our YouTube channel over to our subscription product on our website, they know exactly what they're going to get. It's just it's just more of it. It's just longer, more in-depth. They're going to be able to download sample raw images. They're going to get everything they need to follow along. It's, you know, we built out a fantastic video player on our website that's broken down into chapter and section, table of contents that saves exactly where you are in the tutorial. So you can come, you know, watch part of it on your phone, hit pause, pick up on your computer. It picks it up right where you were. Down, you know, it's, yeah, it's just yeah. like... It, it's like you get the preview on YouTube and then on our platform we've really built it out to be like the best education platform uh, we could build basically
1: yeah and also you've got you've got that special ingredient I'm not just playing smoke up your backside because you're a guest <laughs> but you've got that likability factor so I know when I've watched you I've never got through it vi- like some some instructors you watch and it's like Bueller Bueller you know it's I'm recording a video <laughs> because I need to keep recording content whereas with yours like I said the production quality is good you have enthusiasm you look like you're enjoying it you look like you're genuinely enthused enthused by what you're teaching and I think all of those things come together people stick with that whereas you know when you do find some content and it feels rushed or rigid or very monotonous um, in fact it always makes me laugh when people post them without even uh, any audio or a screen reader. I've seen right. some screen. Yeah, but, but I think that's really important. The production value is really good for you. Now, when you said I was recording today, you're not in North Carolina anymore, are you? <laughs>
0: no, I'm not. I, I'm in Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, you know, we've got our, uh, our our studio here. We're in kind of like the... Uh, I wish I could show everyone who would was listening right now, but Um, we've got a beautiful view of the skyline, uh, you know, right outside of our windows here and, uh, yeah, from, from, you know, basically just a, a, a small apartment in, in North Carolina to, to where we are. Today it seems like uh, it seems it, like a blur it, and it is uh, <laughs> pretty big. So remember
2: when we when we first started and you were kind of doing some stuff in the background there, Lupe was saying, Oh I'll go and get Aaron. And you were a tiny little speck <laughs> in the right hand corner. And eventually you got bigger as time went on. So that's a big place you're in now.
0: Uh, you you know, we're really fortunate. We have uh, yeah, we've we've got a fantastic space here and just like the best team of people ever. I I I'm just so yeah I, i'm so lucky to be able to work with such good people because they honestly you know and you you met some of them earlier they they make coming to work not feel like work you know it feels like oh cool i get to like come hang out with my friends and we're all just gonna like do some you know create great content together um yeah i i really i, I couldn't have lucked out uh you know any more than you know with with the team that i'm, I'm working with how, yeah.
2: how, how many are on the team aaron
0: uh, so I don't really, you know, not exact numbers here, but, uh, we've got, uh, a few here and, uh, a few <laughs> kind of scattered around the world. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Every time I, I give exact numbers, I always feel kind of weird about it, but, uh,
1: um. Yeah, and that's fair enough. I know yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's some people on your website, so I was looking, so I know there was a, a number of people in your team that helped make Flern what it is. Um, I just thought it's really cool that you'd like moved out you'd moved into Chicago you know you've got 8,000 is it 8,000 square feet uh yeah something like that yeah Yeah. and you've got a really nice studio set up have you kind of kept the business um in fact one of my favorite companies is in Chicago Field Notes um one of the things that Jim Jim Cudell said was somebody said to him how would you grow Field Notes and he said I wouldn't just keep adding staff. I'd push the business as big as it could go before I needed an extra person. So, where are you with Flern now, ten years on? Where are you, like, in your happy place? Are you? Do you have? Do you have a bigger place to go to? Or when you look at your contemporaries, we won't name names, but when you look at the contemporaries around you that have grown in your time, they've struggled. They've like had to let staff go and you know there have been issues on in all areas whereas you've remained quite a a growth company are you kind of in your sweet spot or do you see room for expansion in in bigger than photoshop and and photography
0: yeah that's a great question you know i i i for me like my goal here and like my my primary mission is just to like be a great educational resource for, for, you know, for anyone in the world who wants to learn. Um, and, and also, you know, for the, we have uh, paying subscribers on our website. So I'm like, you know, how can I be the best company for, for the people who are actively subscribing to our service? And, you know, that answer is simple. Give them more content, give them better content, give, you know, just, you know, can, continuously give them more and, and, and better things to learn and, and, and expand out as far as that's concerned. So, um, you know, growth, growth, like the way that I see it is, is not necessarily like, honestly, I wish, I wish I could produce 10 times as much content with the exact same amount of people here that, that we have. Like, I, I don't necessarily like want a a big team of people, or I don't want like a big office, or I don't want, you know, like I, I don't necessarily want the you know those type of things to grow. I, I just want to be able to help our customers more. Um a lot of the time, you know, if you go from recording and producing one tutorial a month to two to four to eight, you know, a lot of the time you're going to have to add people to your team because it it means you're you're actually doing more. Um but I I like to think of like, that is, that's the impetus for growth. And, uh, you know, we got such a hardworking team. Uh, we really, we really try to hire only when we absolutely have to, you know, it's, uh, it, everyone here does so many different things day in and day out. You know, everyone's wearing a bunch of different hats. Everyone's just like, yeah, cool. We're doing this. How can I help? You know, it's, um, the whole team is really involved with ju- just about every part of the decision-making process in, um, you know, in, in pushing our content forward. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, in, my, in my, like, limited view of things, I think we're just at the beginning. You know, I, yeah, there's a, there's a lot more that I'd like to be able to offer people.
1: Global cool. domination. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I, one thing I wanted to ask you about, Aaron, because I, I did see you. In fact, me and Dave did see you last year when we were both at Adobe Max. Yeah, and I remember we were it. in the in the we're in the staff room. You were chatting to Colin Smith. I didn't want to disturb you i uh, just wanted to try and grab and say hi but i didn't uh, oh no but, yeah but,
0: come but, come say hi yeah 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 yeah.
2: but but i didn't i uh, one thing i was well, that's i think that's the first event i've known that you were speaking at and mm-hmm, is that mm-hmm. i mean what what's your thoughts on speaking in live events do you do them or do you tend to kind of focus in what you're doing with and itself yeah no i
0: i love i'm speaking at adobe max this year as well uh you know i i do really enjoy speaking at live events Um, you know especially especially ones when you know with uh like like adobe max adobe's always been you know such a great company to work with uh and you know I, I i really love getting like in front of like doing anything like personal right like when when you have kind of like an online business it, it's there are a lot of positives that come along with it but a lot of the time you find yourself a little bit disconnected from your audience right no like,
1: nodding. yeah there's no nodding heads
0: exactly there's no light
1: bulbs there's no
0: <gasps> there's no questions too i mean yeah. com- through comments and customer service of course but you know like it, it can be a little bit tough to stay really like tuned in to what people actually want to learn like what's what's the new thing like what's on the you know what's on everyone's mind like what's you know where is the industry going? So I find you know going uh, in-person workshops and and speaking events. That's really the best the best place to like you know get one-on-one contact with people. Like what are you struggling with? Like what's what's not working for you? Like you know what what do you feel like is going to you know push your career a little bit farther? Um, those questions and comments and, and, and conversations that I have, you know, live with, with people who are in the industry, um, I feel like have really, really helped out as well.
1: Yeah, that's good. I, uh, we, I say we were at Max last year. Glynn's not going to be there this year. Maybe, okay. maybe the year after. Um, I was, I was asked
2: I, to do stuff on mobile photography and I don't do mobile photography.
0: Right, yeah. So, so, from what I understand, uh, Adobe's you know they're, they're definitely putting a lot of resources into mobile. I'll be teaching Photoshop for the iPad uh, this year, so cool. yeah, they, they, that's what they asked me to do too. So I was like, I don't have an iPad and I don't have Photoshop for the iPad, but I'll do it. <laughs> sure. You're a nice.
2: I was asked if I would do like first of all, they said to do. Um, a photography track i think oh fantastic that's you know it's right up my street and then it was kind of like to do mobile photography editing on the mobile and i think because that's that's not what i do for me mm. i didn't want to feel that i was going to do something just to be there and i didn't feel it was right for attendees for me just to do it do you know right. what i mean so.
0: totally that yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah that makes and and i feel the same way you know we get questions all the time like you know, Aaron, can you teach us like architectural photography and retouching? And I was like, you know, I'd love to, I've never done it. Like, <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm probably not the best person to teach you this. Um, so what we're actually doing, we're in a, just a fantastic, uh, you know, period of time right now where we're actually bringing in new instructors. So historically, you know, FLIRN has been a lot of Photoshop and, and a lot of me teaching. And now we're we're actually bringing in instructors from from all over the place, and they're teaching on our platform. So we uh, you mentioned mobile editing. We just worked with a you know fantastic artist. Uh, her name is Elise Swopes. Uh, she's just at Swopes S W O P E S on on Instagram, and she only does mobile photography. She only takes pictures on her phone. She only edits on her phone. She doesn't use a computer. She doesn't use a laptop. Only on her phone, and uh, she's working with some amazing, amazing clients and building a f- fantastic career. So, um, we I just don't compl- like her already.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know, and for me, I'm like, I, you know, I'm watching this and I'm like, I'm like, she's doing an amazing job, and I'm also like, oh, <laughs> this would be easier on Photoshop, you know, and some things would be easier in Photoshop, uh, you know, but the thing is, the like what's what's next like what's the next generation of photo editors and photographers you know like yeah, yeah. it's moving towards mobile so like you know maybe maybe i'm not going to be the person teaching them how to edit and work on mobile but i want to make sure that there's someone on my platform who who is teaching the next generation and you know is keeping on on top of these trends because you know the the industry is just going to push forward and and you know if 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 our platform can't keep up with it, you know we're we're going to be left in the dust. So, yeah, yeah. Um, how did
1: you feel when when they announced? Obviously, as an educator, because um, I work for a company we make plugins for Adobe Illustrator. So, I teach in design. Glenn teaches photography in Photoshop. When you heard Photoshop on the iPad, as an educator. I'd love to know what you thought. Did you think, <laughs> what a great idea, that is the future. And then a little bit of you goes, oh, more content. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Honestly, I would, I thank you for more content. Like bring it on. You know, I'm, I, I'm not going to stop making tutorials. You know, we're, we're like, you know, give me Photoshop on the iPad. That's years of content. Like, yes, please. Like I'm, you know, like, you know, we're, we're going to make videos every week. And every, you know, so we release a free YouTube video every single week. We also release two pro tutorials for, our, we, so for those of you guys who are listening and, and, and don't know, we have a an online subscription service. It's on flern.com That's P-H-L-E-A-R-N.com. We teach advanced, you know, compositing, retouching, just like really incredible stuff with, you know, photography, Photoshop, Lightroom, and So, in addition to releasing one free tutorial on YouTube every single week, we release two pro tutorials every single month, each of which is between like three and eight hours of pro content teaching, you know, how to master frequency separation, retouching, like, you know, cutting people out from the backgrounds, really, really advanced, cool, cool stuff. And we have a subscription platform, which means you can't stop releasing content you know, like we're going to be making these videos, like, you know what I mean? (laughs) There's nothing stopping us. So, you know, when I, when I heard about Photoshop on the iPad, I'm like, fantastic. This is another, this is another thing that we can teach people because, you know, where the, where the audience goes, that's where we go. You know, my primary goal is like, let's, let's help these people out. Um, You know, I, I do have a, the beta version of Photoshop on my iPad now. Uh, You know, I'm doing my prep for Adobe Max this year. And it's a great piece of software. It's, a, it's in its beta, so it's got a little bit of ways to go. But, you know, I, five, 10 years from now, man, mobile editing and tablet editing is going to be, it, it's not going to seem like a second rate. You know, it's going to be like, yeah, you can totally do professional editing on your tablet, 100%. And I think it's going to become more and more common.
1: Yeah, and hardware is going to grow with that. That was a conversation we had. is It's great. You know, I'd love InDesign to be on the iPad. Uh, Illustrator users want a better version of Illustrator on the iPad. That is the way forward. But it's only going to be as good as Apple can keep making the right kind of iPad for Adobe to produce the right kind of software. So those two are going to have to work hand in hand. Now, I have a question about software. Sure. So we've been talking about Photoshop, Lightroom, Photography. Now, now in the software world, we've now got newcomers. We've now got mm-hmm. um, like Pixelmator, CorelDraws just come CorelDraws come back. You've got Affinity Designer, Affinity Photo. What keeps you exclusive? Are you deliberately keeping exclusive to the professional tool that the professionals use, or do you see scope for maybe to Okay, look more people are getting Affinity photo. Maybe we should do classes for that. Maybe we should cover some of the alternatives. Good question.
0: That's a great question. Like and the that. answer is most definitely yes yeah uh, you know i I've been using Photoshop for years, and that's just really the platform that I feel like I feel like I can do anything I want visually in Photoshop. I'm not saying like, I'm a great artist and I can like, you know, make anything that's like going to be amazing. But like, if I want to cut a person out of their background, I can do it in Photoshop. You know, if I want to change some colors, I can do it in Photoshop. And these other programs are coming out and you know, they're really good and people are using them. I, I think people are, you know, very excited about the idea of, you know, like affinity photo. You can, you can buy it outright yeah, there's yeah, no it's subscription
1: the I- it's the same on the iPad as it is on desktop
0: exactly exactly you you make that one time purchase and and you got it for life and i think that that's really drawing a lot of people in and and these programs really are fantastic so um i i have no uh i have no exclusivity with adobe products uh photoshop just happens to be the product that i personally am the most comfortable with and yeah. uh I don't want to teach a program that I'm like, don't feel that comfortable with, but that is a place for new instructors and new people to come along. So, um, yes, as, as a platform, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, that's, we're definitely going to be teaching, uh, these other programs as well, because that's, that's where the market is. And, uh, it, it might not be me teaching it, but I'm going to find, you know, the the best person out there possible to teach these, uh, other programs and uh and then bring them in. Cool. And
1: he, is Aaron the photographer still picking his camera up?
0: Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 got me in a you got me in a tight spot there. Um <laughs> you know I I love photography. So, uh my background is in photography uh and and I would say in uh like conceptual and fine art photography. Uh and man, that it, it really formed like so much of who I am today, uh, both as a person and and as an artist. Uh, these days, we are just. I don't want to say like we're we're, I'm too busy for photography. I don't want to say that because that, that's a cop out. Like, of course you can just make time to do uh, whatever you want. Um, but what what we found just like as a company is that the tutorials. That tend to resonate with, with a large majority of people. It, it's not always like, here's how to you know create this really crazy fine art photo. Like, let me rephrase this because I I'm, I'm not getting it right. Um, okay, so let's say we do a photo shoot and. Me personally, I'm like, I want to do the crazy stuff, right? Like, so I want to like, you know, set a person's head on fire and make them look like they're running through the jungle or something like that. But, you know, (laughs) do it in Photoshop so no one gets hurt. Um, So we make that tutorial and the tutorial is called how to set a person's head on fire and make them look running through the jungle, right? (laughs) That's going to appeal to some people for sure. Uh, We make another tutorial that's called like how to master frequency separation retouching. That's going to appeal to a lot more people. Because more people just need to know how to do that, it, it it makes more sense. So, for that reason, my personal photography has slowed down because my personal photography is less a part of what's driving our business forward. Uh, so, my personal photography is not is not so much a part of our of our company uh, these days. I'm not saying that's not going to change in the future. You know, the idea is bringing on additional instructors will free up more of my time which will allow me more time to do my conceptual photo shoots but these days uh i still do a lot of photography i it's kind of just for me and it's mostly traveled and street photography like i have got a little fuji x100f just like a, a you know little baby with a fixed lens on it i love taking that around you know and just like snapping pictures as i go i've always got a camera around me with when i when i'm traveling and uh, I, I do a lot of pictures Um, that, you know, I, I print them out and I put them on on, in my house and, you know, my family and friends see them, but almost no one else. And, um, I'm, I'm not exactly sure why that is, but yeah, I, I don't take, I don't shoot that much these days. I don't have like big production photo shoots that much. Um, I miss it though. I really, I really do miss it. Um, so I'm saddened a little bit by the fact that I don't do it so much. Um, but I won't say I've abandoned it forever, but right now, I, I'm not doing it so much. You can see that this no, no, is like a real. Yeah. I'm torn about this, right? <laughs> like, you,
2: you've, you've, you've thrown a right crippler in there, Dave. <laughs> Jesus.
1: I'm really, I'm really
0: torn about it. Just like internally, as a person, I'm like, ah, oh, like I want to, I, I still want to be this conceptual photographer, you know. But at the same time, it's like.
2: I feel like we need to put you on a couch and just let you talk.
0: (laughs) I I think I need that. I I think I need that. Yeah, have me back next week. Don't record it. Just uh, bill me.
2: (laughs) Oh, dear. Listen, I'm going to dive in, Dave, with with our regular segment, because this is something we always like to ask guests that we have on the podcast um you may have answered this i don't know but let's just go with it anyway it's a segment that we call loves and loathes and i know we didn't pre-warn you about this okay. so this is off the top of your head if i said to you aaron what do you really love about the industry and what you do and all that kind of stuff what's the first thing that comes to your head
0: i really love how it's become accessible to like everyone and and i know that that's not always going to be a popular opinion for working professionals because there's more competition but I think competition always creates a better product in the end, you know, if like, you know, Apple is making their smartphones, right? But Samsung is doing a great job with their smartphones too. And now Huawei is, you know, they just took over second place, you know, Apple is no longer number two behind Samsung, Apple's number three. And so you've got these huge companies that are competing to make like the best smartphones, the best hardware out there. And with that competition, we win, you know, the consumers mm-hmm. win. We get the yeah. better phones and we get the lower prices as well. So I think anytime there's competition, it's going to drive a product to be better and better and better. So I'm super happy with the fact that, you know, photography is more accessible than it's ever been. Uh, I, I really feel like the level of photography that I see across the board is being elevated which makes it harder to stand out but i think that's great it's like okay cool it'll just push people to go and create you know create things that have never been seen before and really inspire people to just like take their images to the next step and uh, and and really push them creatively so um industry-wide I'm, I'm i'm super happy to see where things are going uh technology is just getting like oh my it's just getting so good you know no, like no, it's
2: exciting isn't it?
0: it's exciting, you know, like mirrorless cameras are, I I feel like, you know, we're really in the mix right now with, with the mirrorless, you know, it's, it's no longer like something that it's here, you know? And I feel like in a few years, like we're, we're not going to be seeing, you know, new digital SLRs coming out. Like, you know, the, the technology is, it's getting better and it's getting smaller and it's getting cheaper and it's getting more accessible. And, um, I, I think it's super fun just as like a, a a tech person and a person who loves you know working with gear I'm like yeah there's bring <laughs> Great it on, on. <laughs> yes please the more <laughs> the better um you know and also as a creative I see I see the level of creativity just like uh raising across the board and and especially with all these fantastic sharing uh you know platforms across the web like Behance and and of course, Instagram. You know, we're we're constantly being exposed to great images, and I feel like it's just pushing the art form even farther.
2: Cool, brilliant, good answer, yeah, good answer. So on the flip side of that, then, <laughs> what if I, what do you? And we say the word loathe only okay. because it goes well, loves and loaths, but it's not a case <laughs> of loathing. What what don't you like, or what would you change when you look at the industry and what you do and everything that's going on out there? Is there something that really gets your goat, and you think, God, that really gets me. That does oh man that
0: man that's a good that's a good question uh and we do have a bleeper oh we we got a bleeper okay good so i can i can say whatever the f i want okay yeah uh man you know i this is gonna be a tough one for me uh what what really just gets me upset about what's going on do you know, just um, what, to, just to give you a bit of a would heads you change? up. Yeah. yeah, what would you
2: change? Some some people have said social media. There's there's a side to so although it's a necessity these days, some people have said there's a side of social media that they just really don't like. You know, the trolls and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's 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 something that a lot of people say. Some people say, I mean, like Dave Dave kind of mentioned about it earlier on, where people now everybody's sharing, everybody's wants to be an instructor. That kind of something that people have mentioned in the past its, it's more a case. Of, is there anything you think I wish I could do it this way, or I wish this was a better thing we could do? Or,
0: yeah, yeah, you know that stuff. I mean, it—it it saddens me to see a lot of negativity on the internet, but I think that's a reflection of the mental health of uh, the population of uh, 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 you know our our nations and, and you know there we're just the world right now, we're going through kind of a tough time, you know? Like, we're all very aware of what's happening with our, you know, uh, you know, with our environment. It's, it's uh, our environment is really hurting, you know? Uh, you know, there's, we're, I think anyone who is uh, not seeing that there's obvious change going on in, in, in the world today, um, just from, you know, like a pure environmental standpoint, it, it's hard to ignore. It's it's hard to ignore what's, what, what we're seeing. And uh, and it can be hard to stay positive during those times. It, you know, it, it can be easy to, you know, slip into that whole, like, oh, the world's ending. Like, everything's turning to crap. Like, you know, weather's getting bad. Ex- species are going extinct at unprecedented rates. You know, like, we're constantly being bombarded with so much conflict that it, it can be really tough to stay positive, um, you know, but at the same time, like, there's a lot of really good stuff happening out there, too. Like, there's, you know, people are doing really, really great things. And I, I think, you know, taking time to kind of unplug from, like what you said, unplug from social media, you know, unplug from the news for a little bit. And like, you know, I think we have to remember that a lot of these, uh, you know, a, a lot of news agencies have figured out that, you know, kind of sensationalist or like negative I don't know, I don't want to get too political here, uh but you know if you publish a story about something quote unquote bad that happened, there's a good chance it might get more clicks than something good that happened yeah yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. and and so I think we're getting exposed to a lot of that because at the end of the day, our news comes from uh media companies who are just businesses trying to make money, yeah and
2: yeah. Yeah. you I mean, know I, I, mean, I never in our house years ago we made this rule that we never ever have the news on in our house. And I never watch. I never read newspapers. Just call it, We called it the Depression session. We just we're completely, <laughs> completely cut off from it. But I, I, one thing you mentioned there, you mentioned about environment, and we're going a bit off topic here. But it, was, it kind of it was really powerful. This program we had going on in the UK, and I know that it's going to be on every week now for I think maybe the next four weeks. There's a guy in the UK called Hugh Fernley Whittingstall. Okay, and he was he was originally like a, a chef in London that kind of cut off from the London world and went to live in the countryside and tried to kind of live self-sufficiently, which he did do. Wow. Now that became very successful, but now he's more of a kind of environmental kind of campaigner and all this kind of stuff. And he did a program the other day about the plastics that's Mm -hmm. going, you know, plastics and the way things are. Now if you want to to talk about something depressing, that was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, literally in Indonesia and China and whatever, where there were literally fields the size of football pitches full of plastic that was leaking into the sea. And that's like, oh, man. So, yeah.
0: You know, it, it's tough to see. But at the same time, I'm thankful that we're seeing it. You know, because if this is happening and we're not seeing it, yeah, yeah, no one's going to do anything about it. You know, there, it's not going to spark... Uh, you know, spark a change on an individual level. So, you know, I think as individuals, it's like, it's easy to get weighed down by all this stuff, but also like we can do something about it. Like we can, you know, like I just read an article recently about, you know, someone just found out a, a way to make plastic that's completely biodegradable from a vegetable product. You know, like we can do something about it. Like, yeah, we've made a lot of petroleum plastic out there, but like, we can find alternatives. We can find Mm -hmm. biodegradable plastics and we can find a good thing to do with the existing plastic that's out there. Like, we can most definitely turn some of these things around and we can make positive impacts on our daily lives. Like, we can make the decision, you know what, I'm going to go out to eat at a restaurant. You know what, instead of... Instead of taking plastics home with me to to bring my home you know my meal home in a doggy bag, maybe I can finish this up, or maybe I can bring some aluminum foil with me to the restaurant, or you know the next time I'm out I'm not going to use a plastic drinking straw, or I'm going to use a, re- a reusable container instead of Ziploc bags every time. You know there are these changes that we can make in our individual lives to reduce. You know today I reduce my plastic waste by you know one or two plastic cups or I instead of buying plastic drinking water you know I I have I got a water filter and now I can just make my own at home so um, I it is easy to get kind of bogged down in this stuff but you know now that we're seeing it I think realizing what you can do on a daily basis even if it's not change the whole world on a daily basis you can definitely do like small things here and there uh, that will definitely help
2: yeah but on a more serious note you need to get your camera out more you're right i do i do obviously i needed that
0: therapy
1: session (laughs) or just throw it away and buy another one (laughs) yeah 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 yeah
0: it's uh no you're you're completely right and i i do have you know i i continue to get ideas of things that i want to shoot uh continuously so you're right it's time it's time to bring it back
1: you're quite good. I mean, I've looked at your pictures. You're quite good. You got what <laughs> forty two thousand followers on Flickr, I think you said. You've, you your photos are worth looking at. Thank
0: you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I do I do appreciate that, and I love I love photography. I, I really do. Um, you know, it, it's it's always been a passion of mine. Uh, well, not always, but for the last like you know fifteen years or so, anyway. And um, yeah, I don't that that love isn't going to go anywhere. So.
2: Um, yeah, I think you're right. It's time
0: time to pick the camera back up. Mm-hmm.
2: Good man, good man. So, what's next for you and Fleur? What's the next thing on the agenda or can't you tell us?
0: Oh, yeah, no, definitely. And I, I did touch on it earlier. So, you know, I feel like <laughs> at this point, the internet has seen a lot of videos of me, you know, maybe too many. <laughs> and... <laughs> It's time to start bringing other people into the into the forefront and, and giving other artists a spotlight and this has been a goal of mine for for a long time you know like building a platform, building a place where you know artists can share and uh, and, and and help people all around the world learn so um, we are we are taking steps and we've already um, we've worked with uh, we just wrapped production on our fourth guest instructor. Um, on Flern, uh, Rob Woodcox is his name. He's a fantastic fine art and conceptual photographer. Uh, just recently, in the last week, is just like blown up on Instagram. It's like featured all over the place. Um, so the really the next chapter for Flern is bringing new instructors, bringing new talent in, and uh, and expanding what we can what we can teach to our students. So that's gonna expand not only in, you know, style and, and, and you know, like content, but it's also going to expand in, into other programs and into other realms as well. So, um, you know, we're in the process right now, the people we're bringing in are, um, you know, other photographers and other, you know, people who are doing photo editing. Um, and, and from there, uh, we'll just continue to expand out and hopefully, you know continue to teach uh, all kinds of things is it uh,
2: is it are you kind of approach? sorry dave but are you kind of approaching this this new new kind of thing with flu and then when you're bringing other people in are you kind of thinking look you know there are people out there that are behind closed doors that are incredibly talented people these are the people we need to bring in for other people to know about or are you kind of going for people that are oh they're known uh, they're really good they're known because I can't, from what you've said already, there's two names there, and I am going to look them up. I've never heard of them, but the, clearly they're very, very good. So is that the way that you're wanting to go with it, to sort of nurture people, to bring them out and to get them known?
0: Yeah, you know, I think, I mean, obviously folks who are already big names in the industry, like they're, they're known for a reason. Like they're, they've, they're producing great content than they have been for a long time. But I also feel like there's just a huge amount of artists out there who are doing great work who maybe have never thought about making a tutorial, or maybe have thought about it, but don't necessarily want to take on the production themselves. And so that's that's what I really want to focus on, is like bringing new talent to the forefront. Like, you know, what what are these people who are creating these incredible works? Like, we've been creating tutorials here at FLEARN, you know, uh, as a full-time business for, you know, over 10 years, and, If we can bring people into our platform and coach them along the way and, you know, make sure that their tutorials are going to be like, you know, we're going to produce the whole thing, right? And like coach them through the tutorial. So like their tutorials are going to be top notch and this is going to be, maybe, maybe it's going to be their first tutorial they ever made on the internet. Uh, But we're going to be able to bring our audience to them and, and, and kind of like help grow this relationship and, uh, and, and help, help other artists. So, um, yeah, my, my primary goal, I mean, of course, like, you know, there, there will be, you know, I, I'm not saying like no to anyone just because they're already a name, but, um, yeah, my primary goal here is, you know, finding, finding those up and coming artists, finding those incredible people who maybe aren't the biggest names and, and working with them to create incredible, uh, incredible content and and kind of show, uh, taking away all the burden of making these videos. You know, because yeah, yeah. we've got such a fantastic team of people. We've got you know we've got basically the entire process of creating tutorials. Like we've been doing it for ten years. You know, it's we from from pre-production to post-production to marketing release, and you know we already have a fantastic audience as well. So it's it's already all there basically. You know, working with a new artist, we can we can guide them through the entire process and it make it very easy for them to share their uh, to share their knowledge and to share their talent with the rest of the world. And And I'm very excited about that idea.
2: Do you know what? I listened to you talking about that there. I am because I mean, Dave have spoken about this before is that, that, you know, there are some incredible people out there that we know who you know produce some amazing work. But there is so much talent behind closed doors that don't want to necessarily be in the highlight that are kind of like incredible. So if you're going to go out there and do what you're doing, that you say you're going to do there, and bring these people out and kind of you know look after them and do all that kind of work for them, then bring it on because that's that's going to benefit all of us because we're going to be learning new stuff we're going to be seeing some new faces which is only a good thing so good on yeah. you.
1: i just messaged glenn privately and just said what a great attitude yeah he did yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that is exactly what the industry needs that yeah. is that you know because like you said mobile's coming to the front and there's new software there are there are new things happening in our world that we're that we're consuming it differently we have more platforms to consume it. So therefore, there are people finding new ways, new clever ways to do content. You know, when you think somebody can shoot, edit and publish on a mobile phone 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, no way.
1: No way. You, it just would have been like a ah, Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Or the quality would be so so poor that it wouldn't be worth your time to do it. But, you know, um, yeah, for those listening, check out, Check out Elise Swopes. It's at S-W-O-P-E-S on Instagram. I mean, she's got some cool work.
1: She's got some great work. I'm on her website at the moment, man alive.
0: It's all shot and edited on her phone. So, you know, if, if, you know, examples like that are like, okay, cool. Like these are the folks that like, they're doing such cool things. Like, you know, maybe, maybe the next generation of folks coming along they might see, okay, cool, Photoshop is one one way to get this done, you know, Photoshop, a computer, you know, a big digital, you know, a, a, a big, you know, full frame camera, like that's one way to make it. But here's another person just with their phone and they're making it too. So, you know, maybe I don't, maybe I can't afford all this stuff. Maybe I'm just not a technical type of person, there's a still an opportunity for you there. There's, there's still something for you there. So, um, exciting yeah, times. yeah, it's, uh, it, it is a really exciting time and I'm, I'm just so, yeah, I'm so happy to be able to work with like just incredible artists and, you know, kind of, it, it's almost like, you know, the, for the last 10 or so years, we've been teaching Photoshop, right. But we've also been learning how to teach during that time. And so now we can work with new talent bring them into our system and help them teach their talents. And to me, that's like, that that's just such a cool next step.
2: Mm. I look forward to seeing more. That'd be brilliant. Cool. I'd applaud you if it
1: sounded, <laughs> if it didn't sound I can, like one I can person add that in. clapping. Add that yeah, in. we'll put applause in, but that is, that is one of, <laughs> that is one of the best things I've heard. Yeah. Speaking to an educator, that the brilliant. fact that you've got that attitude. So yeah, I'll take brilliant. my hat off to you, Aaron for that. Thank you so stuff.
0: much. So, yeah. Thank you so much. It's, it's, it's a real cool time. Cool. All right. Well, cool. listen.
2: You, you mentioned uh, that pers- the, the the sort of Twitter handles and Instagram handles. Where do you want? Where would people go to find more about you uh, and Flurn? I guess where where are you mainly kind of seen?
0: Yeah. So we're um, at Flurn. It's P H L E A R N. You know, that's on YouTube, on Instagram, uh, and check out our website as well. We have a subscription platform. Uh, it's, it's kind of like Netflix for education. You pay a a monthly fee and you get access to literally everything we've got available on the website and, uh, that's, you know, if you want to see any more of me, that's really the best place for it because we've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos. I'll teach hours you of you. Just way, way more than you'd ever want. Um, you know, Every
1: haircut you've ever had.
0: Oh boy, yeah. We've gone from, you know, from a buzz cut all the way to, you know, all the way from Mr. Shaggy over here. So, uh, you know, and you'll get to learn Photoshop photography and Lightroom and, and, and many more uh, topics coming soon uh brilliant. while you're at it so you know that's that's the best place to get a hold of me brilliant
2: well, Aaron, obviously you you said you've been recording today clearly there's a, a hell of a schedule going on there at Fleur. so <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of I, I think we should probably wrap this up now and let you crack on but it's great to finally speak to you and uh, next time we're it's at a function you're there we will we will kind of catch up but
1: yeah um, i'll see you at max as well anyway so i'll yeah. definitely come over and find you yeah. fantastic
0: Dave yeah and but, Glenn so so good to talk to you as well yeah.
1: you
2: too so thank you so much for your time um, yeah that's it thank you very much Aaron Nice. Yeah. thank you
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much it's been a blast uh, one two
1: three okay. okay let's go for it straight off yep
2: right nice and
1: short uh, yeah let me get ready <sighs> okay three two one hello welcome back to he shoot don't sit there grinning at me i wasn't
2: then <laughs> you did
1: you realize let's go and then you were going. <laughs> <laughs> right three two one <laughs>